Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 65 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by Allie. Hello. Tristan. I am wet and tired and not in a good way. I am the Billy, the big wet Billy. And, and Barra. I'm glad you're here, Allie. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. The Today big wet sp- Billy lives to please. Did I- Maybe I'm not that glad. <laughs> Today on the spoiler cast, we're chomping on some Luigi's real Italian ice. Mm-hmm. I'm chomping on oh. some tasty water. Mm. Well, we just had like grilled hot dogs and steak bits. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, and uh, and and uh, <laughs> leftover Italian medley pasta from Marchetti's. Yep. Mm-hmm. That I doctored Pasta. with black pepper and Parmesan cheese. I had chili because I made chili. Nice. It was tasty. Chili's good. Big you know, wet, big wet chili. Big, I have the chili, the big wet chili. <laughs> you know, I found that if you add garbanzo beans to chili, it's also quite tasty. Garbanzo it? beans are delicious. I almost added them this time, but instead I picked corn because I'm a also filthy a American. We love corn. <laughs> Do you mean, I mean maize? maize? We love corn. We love corn almost as much as we love the box office. Mm-hmm. And today we're talking about Avengers Endgame. Uh, the second Avengers Infinity War movie and last, right? Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hosting the cast. I'm the only one of, I believe, of the four of us here who hasn't seen the movie. And I actually haven't seen Infinity War either. So I'll be like leading the discussion and you all can... It's also Talk now, through it. You also, have you seen Thor Ragnarok yet? You didn't see it when we casted about it. I didn't. I, I tried to watch it. and I didn't really like it. That's fair. I got about fifteen to twenty minutes in, and I was just thinking, it has a weird like tone to it. It does. The, the beginning like it's trying too hard. Fast. Like it's trying too hard to be like Deadpool or something or one of those that's, comp- comedic. That's ones. an insult to Taika Waititi, and you need to yeah. apologize. <laughs> I. I get that, but I it it really was my speed. So, Same. but I can, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I can I can see how it can be some not someone's cup of tea, but it was definitely my cup of tea, and uh, yeah, I would I would ride or die for Taika. But by that same token, uh, the reason why I say Ragnarok is is that you know you persistently have said that you like aren't really down for much of the Marvel stuff, and I would argue that if you're not down for Ragnarok, I think Ragnarok is basically the best thing they've done in terms of like pound for pound if you're not into basically the whole Marvel lore. Like just as a separate fun Got new it. experience, I think the Thor movies are the best. But I mean, that Guardians 2 as well, but I like Guardians. Sort of you like the Guardians movie. I like Guardians. I like uh, Winter Soldier a lot. I think that's Winter a really Soldier good one. is very good. Yeah. I didn't know you like it. Winter Soldier is my favorite of, yeah. of, of their movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, Thor Ragnarok so yeah, so makes me smile the most, therefore it's the best one. I mean, I will say, though, that uh, this one reason maybe you want to see uh, Endgame is there's a lot of good Cap stuff. Mm-hmm. There's okay. some great stuff with Cap. That's if America's like Cap, ass. That is America's That is an ass. actual quote, and it's great. Yeah. You also see him, like, as a grief counselor where he's, like, gives the thumbs up to, like, a former, a former soldier having had a nice date with a man. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I mean, Cap's always been a liberal, but... Him just like giving the thumbs to that is yet another thing that I adore that makes awful people on the internet mad. It's like good, die mad and angry. We should also die. mention 
that at this point, Avengers Endgame is now the highest grossing movie of all time. Which I don't really understand. I mean, it's fine. It it's has, good, but it's... It's unseated both Avatar and Titanic. I think people were just ready to rip the band-aid off. They're like, yeah. finally, I have been freed. For- Sweet release. <laughs> it's been ten years. Ten years of Marvel movies, and this is what it has finally culminated in. So, so Allie, what, we have just had a very spirited cast about the Game of Thrones finale, which you all should listen to, but you're the one person I haven't heard, heard talking constantly in the last few hours, <laughs> and I include myself, I hear myself talk way too much. Or, or me. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, also dad, but... Also haven't seen this movie that we're talking about. Yes, so. and Allie's also the shy <laughs> disqualified. Dude, yeah. <laughs> so Allie, what do you what did you think of Infinity War? Infinity War or Endgame? I'm sorry, Endgame. I, mean, I liked it more than Infinity War. I definitely liked it more Infinity War. I but go on. Didn't have to go pee during the movie, which I was very impressed with myself because I have the world's tidiest bladder. Good to know. <laughs> uh it's been a while since I've seen it because I saw it like opening weekend, so I'm collecting my thoughts. I should have written notes down. It was fine. I don't hate the parts of it that people seem to hate as much, if that makes sense. Like, I'll agree that the like the shot in the big fight at the end where you see all the female superheroes was a little contrived because like mm-hmm. you just did a movie, your first female superhero movie, but at the same time. I'm not going to knock any little girl that walks into that movie and sees that and gets really excited. Right. Because I wish that had been a thing I could have seen in those movies. I'm surprised people are knocking it. I mean, like, yeah, it's a set piece, but that's what a lot of these movies have. They have set pieces, and it looks cool. Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I see, like, marketing department, but you know what? It's a big Disney Marvel movie. Like... And it looks cool. Well, but it's like... so you're going to bring that up, but you're not going to talk about that scene in Age of Ultron where they're all standing in a circle and it's this one long take panning around each of them so they each get their awesome action moment. Like, I don't remember Age of Ultron because I choose to forget it. It was a bad movie. I thought that was in the first Avengers. No, that, that, that's no. another one. Every Avengers movie has it. Oh, okay. I was just using that one because that was probably the most egregious one. Oh, okay. No, this, this one just happened to have a lot of women, some of which were like new characters mm-hmm. like for instance um, uh, you got to see Gwyneth Paltrow in Iron Man armor and it was dope <laughs> neat so how how does um, where does Endgame fit in the pantheon of the, the Marvel movies so it is the cap like the end stone or, well, or rather rather more like how you liked it it's the end the of others. the first phase yeah, I, I understand it's the end of like the yeah exactly the end of the first phase well, or like actually, a, so, so on, touching on end of the first phase, um, it's posted yesterday as of recording. That apparently uh, the next the next movie in the MCU, which is Spider Man Far From Home, is going to mark the end of the Avengers in the MCU. That after this. They are done with the Avengers. Like, as a team. And that going forward, they're going to be smaller, self-contained arcs and individual stories. But that we're probably not going to have another Avengers movie. 
You'll have some crossover, though. Oh, you'll totally have this some crossover. This is all based on, I mean, because let's be real. The big success of the Avengers franchise is, is that they were able to do what was done in comics for ages, which is that have a bunch of disparate mm-hmm. storylines and mashed together in one big event, and it worked. It mm-hmm. made a ton of money. Yep. And to be real, let's be clear, when they first did this, like, we may have forgotten because it was, like, Dude, Gosh, this, eight right. years ago? The first Avengers More movie is still one of my favorites. It, but but the thing is that, like, when I saw the first Avengers movie, like, you know, I was actually reviewing movies as a part of my job as the first first newspaper. Thing. I liked it. I wasn't crazy about it. But I gave it a lot of props in my review, and I still do, for, and that's not saying it's a good movie. It's just, you know, like, it just was outside my top ten for that year, was it did something that no one else had ever done. It did this this big, beautiful, comic-y crossover yeah. that after like weaving together five different movies that you really weren't necessarily sure was possible and also people would like it. Because let's remember, now comic book movies rule everything. Mm-hmm. Now they are everywhere and people may talk about fatigue or whatever, but they're actually being really good at just like morphing into a different thing and going into different genres, etc. They dominate the world. But back then... You basically just had to go off the idea of like sometimes movies with comic book characters do well, sometimes they don't, and in terms of like an overall continuity cinematic universe, hadn't really done but been done nope. before except for this and the Harry Potter movies, which let's be real, those were also like groundbreakers. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're living in a world now where people are obsessed with creating cinematic universes with continuity, with taking adapting things into television series instead of movies, but. All of this didn't happen when the when the first Avengers movie was happening. Nope. So now, now they now they could and now they do it and it makes them a ton of money. They might not call it Avengers, but they're going to come up with something. Oh, yeah. I, guess, I mean, the in all likelihood, it's going to be Young Avengers. That's really Ooh. the thing that people have been talking about a lot. Is oh, Phase Three's over. What's Phase Four going to be? Most likely, Young Avengers, or at least that's what most people want to see. From what I've got. Right, they want to see Tom Holland go on dates with uh, Ant Man's daughter and whatever other young people they put in the cab. Uh, Billy and uh, why am I forgetting his name? Teddy. So you have Hulkling and Wiccan. Then there's America Chavez. I mean, there's a whole like slew of characters from Young Avengers that can work really well, especially with all these other older characters like you know hanging up their proverbial capes, so to speak. I just want to go back really quick to when we were talking about the first Avengers movie and just I want to remind everyone do you remember the early 2000s when superhero movies were embarrassed to be superhero movies yeah. yes like, do you, like, Daredevil X, Daredevil do you remember X1 what would you have preferred yellow spandex that line like yeah, we're making a movie. It's a it's a comic book movie. Those are really embarrassing. Those comic books. Huh? Ours is cool and edgy. Ours Arr. is cool and edgy. I mean, but let's also not forget that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies yeah. weren't embarrassed those, to be to, to be comic those book movies. Those are what by started. Those are what started turning the tide. Well, there was a combination. One, the Spider-Man movies were. Uh, Oh, were showed that you could play the material straight. Yeah, and it was going to make and a ton it of could money. Work. So there's that. And yeah. then the second thing was is that even though they are the height of edge lordness, and the third movie is abysmal, you know, Batman Begins and The Dark mm-hmm. Knight showed that you could get critical acclaim and make tons of money 
as a superhero, well, as a superhero property, right? Um, again, like as well, it's like it's basically. I think it was the one-two punch of like, hey, let's see if we can, well, we we can make money through Spider-Man, and hey, we can make money through Batman. That like really showed that hey, there's money being made in this, mm-hmm. and, and that's when Marvel stepped in and be like, okay, what? Let's try to make a team with our C-list characters, and I say that. Not because I dislike Cap or Thor or whatever, but let's be real. When you think of, like, the big Marvel properties, you think of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, you thought of, you I thought think. Of yeah. Sp- like, back then, you thought of yeah. Spider-Man and you thought of the X-Men. Yep. And they didn't have access to him. They literally had to make something out of, like, you know, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. Um, and the Hulk was the one big one, but the Hulk's also tricky. And he also had his brand a little poisoned by... <laughs> lots of a, different movies that were bad. Yeah. Lots of different movies that were bad. And a 80s and a 70s show that I don't know if it's actually good or not because I haven't seen it. But it's trying to make that is like the center of a modern tentpole was not going to work. Right. Um, like a guy hitchhiking across America and being turning into Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> 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 not happening. Not happening whatsoever. Uh and but yeah, I think but but yeah, it's uh they were. I agree with you that 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 back then they were embarrassed. To, you know, aside for the Spider-Man movies, there was an embarrassment of it, and it's to Marvel's credit that they decided to lean into the superhero ness of it mm-hmm. and make a ton of money. That they, was a that was a ballsy move. They took the risk. DC decided not to do that, and that's why they're behind in the arms race, at least in mm-hmm. movies. Although it's funny that in their TV series. They just be like, okay, let's just make something that looks like DC Comics, and it's turned out a lot better. Yep. Okay, so looking forward, now they took this huge risk. They started putting out these singular movies, culminating in the Avengers and the series of Avengers movies, which led us to Infinity War and Endgame. Um, where do those two movies fit in your minds? Maybe just to start, with, let's just focus on Endgame. Where do those movies fo- sit in the pantheon of the other movies as far as like how good they are and where you think they stack up? For me, it's really up there. Like because it is, like I said, it's the culmination of 10 years. Yeah. And there are a lot of moments in Endgame that fans have been waiting for or theorizing or like obsessing over for a very long time and a lot of those moments are in here and it wraps up Basically, almost every single storyline and thread we've had up to this point. And I'm personally of the opinion that I like when I stepped out of Endgame, my first thought was, they should stop here. And it turns out they are, basically. Because they're now going to do other stories. Right. Still in the MCU, but outside of that. Because I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm walking out of Endgame, and I'm like, I do not see where you go from here. Because Adventures is... of Grandpa Cap. <laughs> well, so, so, Ali, have you been seeing all of the uh, memes of like various events happening in history, and Peggy being like, <laughs> like, oh, uh, like, oh my God, terrorists have cat- kidnapped, um, um, oh my God, Tony Stark's dad. Um, Howard Thank you like, <laughs> Oh my god Oh my god have you seen Have you seen the news Terrorists have kidnapped Howard's dad And Cap's just like I'm sure it'll be fine So I think that 
So for me, in terms of the Pantheon, I would put it into the high middle tier, probably at the yeah. top of the middle tier. And that, and that's not because it's a bad movie. It's a good movie. It does, uh, it does answer a lot of, does answer a lot of questions. It has some great moments. It has some great characterization. But it, you know, it it's hot when you are having a movie that this that's this spread out. It is still hard. It's hard to like get like a a firm story like conclusion that really, really that that really does satisfy you in the bones. So I, I agree with you on that in terms but, of where you're placing it in your ranking. Yeah, because like the ones that I like the best are, you know, they just, like, just in, are you know like Winter Soldier, Guardians Two. Thor Ragnarok, Guardians, the Thor movies in general. Like, I, like, Endgame is better than Dark World, but I like the Thor movies so much that, like, I I am a big apologist for Dark World. Um, just because the Thoriness is, is wonderful. It's got but, um, Christopher Doctor... Eccleston in it. I have to love it because it has Christopher Eccleston even in it. Even though it's not a good movie. I mean, Doctor Strange is also a really good one, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I like Doctor Strange. Um, Doctor Strange, again, but that's that's because there's a a nice uh, a, a nice solid like arc and story that like, really anchors it pretty firmly uh, firmly into place. So, but Endgame is still good. There's some really nice there's some really nice moments. Uh, what are your thoughts and where are you put in your rankings, Ali? Um, basically the same as you. I. I walked out of it liking Infinity War a lot more. Mm. Infinity War really bothered me on a lot of ways. And I'm kind of grumpy that they didn't really learn their lesson from Infinity War in terms of fridging women characters, for one. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Hawkeye's entire arc should go in the garbage because he's garbage and I hate him now. I used to just find him really boring. Now I'm like, no, you're just a racist asshole going around murdering people in other countries because your wife and children went poof. Okay, look at you running around with a samurai sword and your fucking Richard Spencer haircut. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Hawkeye was, didn't deserve a happy ending. At I always all. thought he's pretty milk toast too, like you were I, saying. I hate him. Yeah. It's sorry, I I've been thinking about that's like seriously the one big thing I walked out of this movie thinking was I really like this movie except for Hawkeye, <laughs> fuck him. Um, I, I really want that to be the a conclusion comic. of Tony's arc, even though it made me very sad. Like yeah. I, I won't lie, I cried a whole lot at the end of that. But I thought it was Tony's... very bittersweet and it made a lot of sense for Tony as a character. Mm-hmm. So for those not aware. In Avengers Endgame... Well, well, before we get into who dies in Endgame, I think it's important to talk about who is still dead at the end of Endgame, considering so many people come back. Uh, no one actually comes back, though, and that which was the interesting thing. They did actually stick the no resurrections. There were some people who came in from alternate timelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say they're... Loki is one of them, but he's getting his own TV show, so it's like... Yep. Yeah, like Loki coming in from alternate timeline, alternate timeline Gamora, but no one gets actually resurrected, which to me is cool and also interesting in terms of like stakes and going forward that the MCU is basically deciding that they're not going to take away the big, utilize the big tension destroying device in conventional comics, 
which is that it's really hard for people to stay dead. Right. Or people don't stay dead. And people stay, and that which can suck the tension out of a plot. And they were pretty adamant that even when they had, like, the benefit of, like, big cosmic shit happening, um, yeah, some of the actors would come back, but they were from an alternate thing. And in the case of alternate Gamora, this is a Gamora that comes in when after when she's still working for Thanos and then she does the face turn but she doesn't have a romance with Peter Quill hadn't joined the Guardians of Galaxy all this other stuff that the actual Gamora had experienced when she died is not, so th- you're going to have Zoe Saldana but not necess- but it's not the Gamora that we know and mm-hmm. honestly and I actually really hope she doesn't end up with Peter Quill because that would make no fucking sense. There right. is no destiny that makes it so that that doofus gets that catch of a woman right. that was pure cosmic coincidence yeah, yeah. and that lightning don't strike twice, fish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue other people. Right. Um, so, quick spoilers. Loki is totally new Master 69. Who the heck is Oh my god! Oh my god, you're right! Loki is totally new Master Sixty Nine. <laughs> so, so I really, I really hope so. So in in Endgame, uh, we part of it is they travel to uh, New Asgard. Yeah, and discover that Thor has really let himself go, and is basically palling around with all his friends from Thor Ragnarok, playing Fortnite. Yeah, he and Rocket Raccoon are playing Fortnite and drinking beer. Oh, no, 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 not Rocket. With Korg and Meek. Yeah, Korg and Meek, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, So good. And Korg is like, yeah, there's this this kid, New Master 69, keeps killing me, (laughs) insulting my mother. And so Thor, like, picks up the, like, Xbox Live headset and is like, New Master 69, I will find you and I will end you. I am Thor. I will take your arms and shove them up your bum. (laughs) And I'm just sitting here like, and, and the theory going around the internet is that New Master 69 is actually Loki. Nice. And yeah. I'm just like, yes! That needs to be a thing. Well, something that was also interesting was is that I loved how... I, and we'll get to the one thing where they may have backtracked on it, which mm-hmm. in my head can, and they didn't. Um, but I think they have it. Like, for the most part, I loved how they dealt with time travel, which is that... It was, they actually went through, like, the more scientifically plausible. And I mm. do that plausible, plausible right. by putting into air quotes. Yeah. But, like, the thing which gets rid of time paradoxes, which is that you don't actually change the past. You right. just go to a different alternate yeah. reality yeah. and do that. And so, and the plot, yes. It's Back to the Future 2, basically. Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future allows you to change the past, though. Right, but if you go forward from that point, you're in an alternate timeline. Yeah. Because remember, they go back, but Biff gets that, yeah. and then they go back to the 1980s, and it's the dystopia future. Yeah. So what that that means that it is multiple timelines. Right. So somewhere out there, Marty McFly's parents are still losers. Yeah. Right. He just changed. He just jumped timelines. Yeah. Um. I I have two big issues with the time travel in it. Well, I, I was just gonna say, like, it, it feels too like the time travel concept is one that was done to they're not technically resurrected but this feels like yeah like yeah we can't resurrect them but this is like an equally yeah uh that i don't know that, that's can way to do it that's yeah. my first big issue with time travel is that once you add time travel to anything you've opened up this huge can of worms but I feel like they kept the can relatively small. They did. That's because and that they made it so like 
A, the people the, the, the people that you're getting back, which you only formally got one back. Like, obviously, Loki escaped, but you didn't know. Like, the Gamora that you got back isn't the Gamora that you know. Right. And they didn't... Which that's my second issue, but... And the only thing that they really fixed was is that, like, they... De- at the end, they were able to de-poof people, mm-hmm. but that was because, basically, they allowed the magic gauntlet to, like, go back on what the magic gauntlet did, but in terms of people who died before or died after, it was pretty clear that... So I, I right. felt that they were did a... For a thing about fixing their big mistake, they did a very good job of still keeping the rules of the universe fairly tension like you right. don't get I don't think you're going to see another Avenger movie who's like well why can't we just do time travel like one they show that it would create there was a lot of energy right. and stuff. There's, there's a but lot two, of issues it there. didn't actually fix stuff and it only and it literally create and that it was literally to get infinity stones from other realities to then bring them back to that one point so like their whole timelines wouldn't be messed up right um right so so let's 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 so that, that was the one one issue is the can of worms. That's that's one issue. I What's the second on. one? Uh, the second one is though throughout all the time travel, they make a really big deal about how few jumps they have because they have a very limited supply of pim particles mm-hmm. and they can't make more because pim was dusted. So where do they get the pim particles necessary for Thanos from the past to come to the future? Where do those come from? Mm, those they were the don't ones that the... he stole from Nebula, weren't they? No, because Nebula goes back. Because mm. Nebula has to go back to the present in order to do the process to bring them forward. Meaning she has to use the pin particles to go back. One round trip. Hmm. IDK. Where did they come from? IDK. I'm like... IDK, IDC. I but think they, they make this... They make it a really big... Plot point. I that they have these limited I jumps. May, I think on rewatch, I might there may have been something with that where they explained it. And two, I mean, remember, Thanos is literally has a galactic empire and a giant starship. It's he may like upon seeing there being a doorway to get to another mm-hmm. dimension, he may have had the power and the energy to open it. Like it's like it's an, and in terms of like why he wasn't invading other dimensions. He was, um, he's like, he just didn't see the door. They present him with the door, and then he may have the tech to then just, like, go through right. it. It's just like, it's, it's it, like, the, it's like. It still like the bothered entire, me. It still bothered no, me that I'm like. That's fair. That is fair. And again, I have to rewatch it to see if that's, if we just missed something. But I think at the very least, my one thing that you could make it bother you less is that, you know, no one had the atom bomb. Then we made it, and right. then other people having seen that door open, the Russians were able yep. to replicate it, the yep. British were, the yep. French. Like, once someone makes an innovation in science, yeah. it's a lot easier to go through. And when you are Thanos, who's a genius with a bunch of geniuses and wizards and a giant fucking starship, mm-hmm. it can be done. Yeah. Um, I only have one other big complaint about Endgame, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Right. Um, so, who wants to recap the plot of Endgame? Well, <laughs> Okay, okay. So, Infinity War happens, and our heroes lose... And Thanos snaps, and half the population of the universe is gone, even though with everything he could have just made double the resources, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, so, Endgame picks up. It's been... Endgame picks up. It's been a while, right? It's been a Five little years. while. At the beginning. Oh, yeah. There's some at stuff the at the been, beginning. There's some stuff at the beginning uh, where they call in Captain Marvel... 
and they, they track down where Thanos has... has Hawkeye's sad because his shitty family poofs. Yep. <laughs> um, but they figure out, okay, here's where Thanos... We found out where Thanos is hiding because we have able to track that. There was a huge surge of uh, Infinity Stone energy. We can track that down to this planet. They go to the planet. Thanos is like... His shit's been fucking wrecked. And it turns out he used... He last used the Infinity Stones to destroy the Infinity Stones. And it almost killed him. So the Infinity Stones are fucking gone. Then Thor takes Thanos' head off. And then there's a five years later time yeah. jump. As everybody's dealing with the depression of having failed. Yep. Um, which is a pretty cool conceit, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Which is when, all of a sudden, <laughs> Ant-Man shows back up. And he avoided the snap because he was in the Quantum Realm. So Ant-Man... Obviously. Gets, which is uh, where he ends... What is it? Ant-Man and Wasp? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a fun yeah. little heist movie. The Ant-Man gets movies real are small. fun, FYI. He gets real small rather than real small. Um, and basically at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp, he's trapped in, the, in like quantum space. He's so freaking tiny that he's dealing with like string theory and stuff. Um, and he finally finds his way out of that. And it's been five years after they've killed Thanos. Um, so he shows up and he's got a supply of pin particles and he f- tracks everybody down and goes, what the shit have I missed? <laughs> then Tony, just a, sort of been experimenting, uh, figures out a way to use pin particles for time travel. After they ask him and he turns it down. Right, because at essential- this point, yeah. at, at this point, Tony... He and Pepper are ret- are basically retired. He's got a daughter. Like, Tony has accepted what's happened and has moved on. Mm-hmm. And his initial... And I can totally see his initial uh, denial or turning down of the offer is, no, I've got a daughter. We do time traveling? What happens to her? Like, I, I can't risk... Something happening to her. Well, because because mm-hmm. she is my daughter, and she is my responsibility, and anything that may like McFly her out of existence. No, but the thing is that the McFlying is never broached as a possibility no. because they're oh, it's always like we're going to use it to go to an alternate reality. But he's just afraid that he's not going to come back; that he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, which well, and he's going to leave his his kid an orphan. Which is spoilers: what happens? He, to save the world, he dies, yep. and his daughter is left without a dad, but a really heartfelt holographic message. Yep. Um, also, after he turns it down, they do go to another great science to make it up, which is where you find one of my favorite parts of it, which is Zen Hulk. Mm-hmm. The Hulk went, he found meditation, and now Mark Ru- it's basically Mark Ruffalo animated as the Hulk, who's all brain and all bronze. And is, all the time. He's all great. The, time. the Hulk and has become one with himself. And everybody He's loves Daddy him. Boo's like, you're seeing, like, now. Little, you're, you're, you're seeing like little children and stuff take pictures with him. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking selfies with kids. He's eating this huge buffet of like... He's giving breakfast. tacos to, to Scott. Yeah. <laughs> that that, it, that he, he has reached... He, he has found peace with himself. He has completed his arc in terms of his inner struggle with the Hulk. Yeah. And that's, was, uh, that was unexpected, but then made so much sense and mm-hmm. was excellent. That was yeah. one of the excellent parts. <clears throat> just as seeing, um, you know, you know Thor kind of in just like an alcoholic stupor mess was actually a pretty yeah. expected, but also kind of 
delightful in a more sadder way as well. But um, yeah, and it's and I'm still worthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then they and yeah, he gets he gets access to Mulholnor by going to an alternate dimension and grabbing grabbing. Hold him. on, is, is something supposed to happen? This this could take a while. <laughs> well, but I really like that I'm still worthy moment. Because I think that's a big insight into why he lets himself go. Is as long as he had Mjolnir, as long as he could lift Mjolnir, he knew he was worthy. And like that that's a big re- like self-reinforcement. Is no no, this thing, that unless you are worthy, you can't pick it up, has still chosen me. But he loses Mjolnir and he no longer has that sort of way to like check himself. And that that could be a huge blow to like like if you lose that safety net. I mean, he also saw his brother die before him. He saw his brother die. He kept he like how he he failed in terms of like stopping Thanos mm-hmm. and then killed Thanos, but then that was like that was kind anticlimactic. of anticlimactic, and you know it also can like leave a scar in terms of uh, as well. And then he's just yeah, it it was it was interesting seeing how the different like Cap deals with grief by basically being like a veteran's grief counselor. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The whole movie is in many ways like all these characters dealing with trauma and then coming to terms with it and then beating it. And uh, yeah, then the adventures are where they're essentially going back to alternate moments where in other move other moments. In the movies, to get uh, to get the Infinity Stones so they can wish their they could wish the people back, yeah. uh, was really cool. Like you got oh, stuff yeah. to see the Battle of New York and see Tilda Swinton. You got to go to uh, parts of Thor, Thor: The Dark World. You got to see parts mm-hmm. of parts of Guardians. Um, you got to see Howard Stark what? meet his dad, who's played by Roger Sterling yeah. from Mad Men. Yeah. Uh, see, seeing the opening to Guardians one from the outside without the. The music track play. It's just pretty cool. Dancing around like an idiot, like singing off key to himself, is amazing. It was great. Uh, although the other, the thing though is, is that what with the Guardian situation, they end up finding a Thanos who hasn't gotten the other Infinity Stones. Mm. Yep. And that is what, co- and also a Gamora who's still loyal to him, who. Uh, and they are unfortunately connected. Yes. And or Nebula. Ne- Nebula who's still. Yeah. Loyal to him. And a Gamora too. And a Gamora. But unfortunately, uh, the nebulas are connected. Yeah. And that's ends up what ha- ends up having is like the big bad final is that this alternate Thanos then makes its way into our world, and they have after well after and this is uh, well after we after there's been a snap. So essentially, Hulk does the snap, then big bad Thanos comes in, and then He's like nope, I'm taking that gauntlet for myself. Yeah, and then there and then it's a giant battle. Uh, but it turns out that the snap worked, and then portals open all over, and you're getting wizards and Black Panthers back, and there's a whole bunch of Wakandas, and a whole bunch of women superheroes, and it's awesome. The Spider but, Boy but, is back. The, the Spider, Spider Man is, is back. The Spider Man is back. But before all that happens, one of the best moments in the movie happens, which maybe this is why you should see this, Dan. So Captain America is fighting Thanos with Thor, and then in the course Thor, of well, Thor kind of gets it. Thor's dual-wielding Stormbringer and Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Thor kind of gets his shit kicked in a little bit and drops Mjolnir. And Cap picks, picks it, it up. up. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> Thor is very excited yeah, about Thor this. is very excited about that. I'm glad that but, finally happened. 
Hammer Cap was so great. That's one of the moments I was talking about. One of the moments that fans have been like, like ever since that opening in Age of Ultron, where they're all trying to lift Mjolnir. Yeah. And Cap goes, and Mjolnir wobbles a little bit. And yeah. Thor's like, no, no, don't, don't you dare. Don't you. Oh, no, no, it's good. Mjolnir was just joking. <laughs> Another beer. <laughs> it's no. like, no, no. Cap can lift it. Cap is great. Because, again, he's not just lifting it hard. It's, like, just easily. And then yeah. just, like... <laughs> uh, so also, cool. also, Spider-Man, web-slinging onto Mjolnir, flying through the air, carrying the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to say the thing that I, I'm just thinking, like, for all the seriousness that's in this movie, the thing that holds it over in terms of it being a better movie versus Infinity War is it gives itself a little time to breathe and have fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, everything involving Scott had me dying. Yeah. Oh, Scott, Scott, I mean, Ant-Man is, oh, and Paul Rudd have been kind of unappreciated stars of the Marvel Extended Universe. Both Ant-Man movies, I think, are underrated little heist movie gems. Uh, and he, and uh, in the mess that was Civil War, Ant-Man was one of the great parts of it. Mm-hmm. And he's really having him as a central character here. He really holds up. He holds up with the rest of the cast. He's funny. He drives the plot forward. It's good. It's uh, Paul. Give Paul Rudd more money, Marvel. Give <laughs> Paul Rudd more money. Everyone loves Paul Rudd. He's America's sweetheart. But he doesn't have America's ass. <laughs> no, that's Chris Evans. Like, and it's I just love sculpted. how there's like two or three separate times where. Chris Evans just checks out his own butt, and he's like, that is America's, America's ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody agrees with him. They're like, yeah. yep, yeah. that's America's no, ass. That first, that first costume was not flattering. Nope. <laughs> uh, nope. Yeah, it definitely uh, feels like this one's having a lot more fun than maybe Infinity War. Yeah, a lot of fun. I, I, the older movies had a lot of fun, too, and they knew when to have fun, I think. Like, even the older Avengers movies, like the first one. Well, but mm-hmm. let's see. We, we also get the, the one where Scarlet Witch... Finally gets to really take out her anger on Thanos. It was and, sweet. And Thanos is like, I don't know who you are. And she's just like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who are you? I don't know. I don't know who you are. We haven't we haven't met. I'm a different Thanos. She's like, that works just fine for me. <laughs> uh, um, I do appreciate, so. Oh, I oh heard, Tris. For you, the day... Bison came to your, your village, village was the, the most, most important, important day of your life. life. For, For me, it, it was, was Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Raul Julia, via con Dios, my oh friend. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Alright, alright, so so really important. Who was still who is still dead at the end of the movie? Tony. Tony is dead? Vision is dead. <laughs> Tony Vision, Vision is still dead. Uh, Black Widow is dead. And I'm actually okay with that. I'm actually okay with her self-sacrifice. When you I'm think not. of it Well, when when you think of it when you think of it in the context of family, when you consider that that Black Widow up until she joined the Avengers didn't have any sort of family structure whatsoever. And then she found a family with with the Avengers and all these like wacky like Clint and all these wacky miscreants and then half that family got wiped out I totally buy that that Black Widow 
would give her life to get the family back. I buy that she would give her life. I don't... I don't appreciate the fact that it's... What's the word I'm looking for? Compared to Hawkeye and Hawkeye losing his family and him also trying to do the oh, I'm so noble thing considering everything we've seen him do. Again, he didn't deserve a happy ending. He needs to fuck off forever. Also, also that scene went on way too long. Yeah. I mean, guys, I was, guys, I was surprised that Black Widow died. I wasn't terribly upset with it, but I do, I, it would have, I do think, you know, hearing your case against Hawkeye, I think it would have been a lot more powerful if, uh, when the, if Hawkeye does the sacrifice and then when the, when he, when his wife and daughters are snapped Mm. back, Black Widow is there to explain that their dad saved the universe. Um, well, your dad saved the universe after murdering a bunch of people of color. Right. But, <laughs> I'm but, just trying to make it heartwarming. But, but I, yes, he is a no. murderer. You're right, now. But, but I can also see Black Widow like being like, no, no, I've still got red in my ledger. And even if it costs me, if it costs me a lot of my life, Clint and his family will get back together because I owe Clint. IDK. He just he leaves a very ugh, sour taste. Yeah, I mean, from 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 from, from from the outside looking in, he feels like so so Allie, shitty person. Are you saying that Hawkeye does not bring joy? No, he does not spark joy. <laughs> he does not spark. Put him joy. in the fucking garbage. Because that's the thing too. Like again, it all boils. Thanos, for me the Marie Kondo of the outfit. They only just released their first female lead movie. Like, it feels so super shitty of them to fridge, like, the one really super-duper important female Avenger, Wanda aside, because let's face it, I kind of honestly forgot Wanda existed until she popped back in and was like, I'm gonna punch Thanos. I'm like, oh right, because Vision was a thing, because I didn't really care about either of them. This so, is like, true. You're fridging the at this point in time the one really visible female Avenger after fi- after fidget after fridging Gamora in mm-hmm. the previous movie, which again in the same shitty re- way. Yeah. Let's remember that. Oh yeah, they both die in the fucking rocks. Yep. It's true. They don't even get like she didn't even get like a badass death in battle. Yeah. Nope. I'm not. I'm not going to take this podcast to talk about how the Spirit Stone is basically a behelet from. Berserk, um, because those scenes are eerily similar in terms of everything. Um, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like, so you go back and you sacrifice Black Widow to get the Soul Stone, and then you're just gonna have to go back and put the Soul Stone back so that Kimura can get sacrificed to it again. Like, no, did, Gamora... did no one did no one think to try and fall in love with Red Skull? Look, look. <laughs> no. He's a Nazi. Yeah, he's right. a Nazi. <laughs> right, but if you but but once you learn the trick, if you can find force yourself to love Red Skull, then you can sacrifice him to get the spirit stone. I don't know, it's man. Too much of a bar. <laughs> he's one ugly son of a bitch. He is one ugly. And that's just because he's a Nazi. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um no, I yeah, it's In terms of Tony sacrificing himself, this is like that's the big marquee movement right. in this way. This is the thing, the big thing we're spoiling yep. is that like in the end, the fight against Thanos is going only so well. 
and they're holding it off, but then, you know, they, but but it seems that they can only do it for so long. Then Thanos gets the gauntlet, it seems, back. And he's, he's about it, to snap. No, he snaps. He's just like, I am inevitable. No, no, he, he's about to snap, and Tony wrestles with him. And he, and he says, I am Tony Iron Man. Away. Yeah, and, well, and he, and he throws Tony away. He's like, no, I am inevitable. And then he snaps. And nothing happens. Because he sees there's no more stones. There's no more stones. Cut to Tony, who now has all the stones. On his Iron Man armor. And here's my second big complaint with Endgame. It should have been Tony's left hand. Why? So, so in Endgame, he pulls it all into his all the stones into his right hand. Like, mm-hmm. like Hulk did, like Thanos did, like everyone else did. The reason I say it should be his left hand mm-hmm. is because ever since Iron Man 1, um, he has been... You, you have seen Robert Downey Jr. always nurse, as Tony, nursing his left hand as a running theme. That his left hand... And so in the first Iron Man movie, he gets shot by a tank... In his left arm. Mm. After every time in every movie after that, Robert Downey Jr. is always playing Tony as if he has some lingering damage in his left hand mm-hmm. or his left arm. That his left arm is not at full strength. Yeah, <clears throat> and it has been a running like characterization of Tony Stark that there is something fucked up in his left arm that is never brought up. And when you have something that that long running, when he grabbed the Infinity Stones, they shouldn't have been in his right hand like every other character. They should have been in his left, his damaged arm. Well, I mean, that doesn't seem like a very big complaint. So if, that's, yeah. if that's one of the big complaints for the movie, then it my, my, sounds my like a pretty point, good movie. It's as a filmmaker right. that you've had this running characterization, this running thing that the actor has... has gone through and has made in every single movie he appears in at the end and also he is bear in mind that apart from Hulk who is nigh immortal Tony is the only mortal the only full fledged mortal in the entire MCU to hold all five stones and get a wish off. Oh yeah. Even, yeah. Even Quill is basically half god. I kind of honestly forgot about that about yeah. Quill. Yeah, and he only hold, and Quill <clears throat> only holds a single stone. And even then, he has to split it among all the other guardians. Well, and uses power. I think the explanation for that maybe is is that like it's basically just like. It's one, two, three, four, five. Like, it's like that much of a split second, and then boom. And also remember, it's not on his body. It's on, it's, uh, it's, it's resting on the, uh, on the armor itself. Right. But like, even, but even then, like, even when Hulk had it in, and even when Thanos has it on the gauntlet, they make a big show of showing all the stones, like, going through your veins. That even if you have it on armor, it is still, like, coursing through your body. I mean, I don't know. It's like, 
I guess. But I mean, he dies. Like, like he yeah, dies like, as oh, a yeah. result still. Yeah. Right. And, and cinematically, it still works. Like, it's, the thing is, is that, like. It still works. I just would have liked to have seen, the, like, the one mortal who does this. Doesn't use the same arm. He uses his bad arm, his damaged arm, that has been a running thing for this character throughout every appearance after the first movie. I, I mean. It would have been a perfect touch to sort of, like,. But I mean, at the same time, like it's such a split second moment. You just like, it's basically like, because you think Thanos has snapped again, and then you just go to Coney. He's like, and I am Iron Man. Boom. And like, yeah, it would have been interesting if he was like doing left hand as opposed to right hand. But at the end of the day, it's still just like, is you only notice that if you'd been like following that right. particular I, detail around, which I have, right? Because I'm a film student. Also, right. theoretically, if he was. Trying to do it with his left hand, if you really want to dig into the whole, like, he's still nursing some sort of injury from his left arm, he might not have been able to do it if he was holding it in his left right. hand. It's true. He might have just grabbed it and be like, oh, fuck. I, 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 just <laughs> I can't like, snap. <laughs> I, I just would have liked to have seen the imperfect mortal make the snap with his imperfect arm. Mm. It would have been interesting. Um, but the result is he dies, and then there's a very sad funeral mm -hmm. with a very sad hologram with a very sad little girl. And in the, from the trailer, Spider-Man Far From Home, you see this also is resonating and throughout the world. And I just I do think it was a great a way for Robert Downey Jr. to end the character. Oh, I yeah. think endings are important. Yeah. Especially stories. considering... Especially considering he started the MCU. Yeah, right? I think stories well, need to end. And he got input on it, too. Like, the Russo brothers basically had Tony's entire arc, like, scripted from, like, 2016 onwards. But they asked Robert Downey Jr. for his permission for this yeah. ending. They were like, look, this is where we want to take it. Are you okay with that? I also think it says a lot that in his final moments, he has no dialogue as he's dying. It's all pepper. Yeah. Like, no, finally I, this man can, like, just take a rest. Yeah. He, yeah. He basically carried the MCU. Oh, completely. Mm. Yeah, that's like, okay, Tony. I mean, he and Chris... You've done your job. Yeah. You can rest now. No, and I think that that's a... It, it was a powerful... It was a powerful, strong ending. Um, Cap's ending was interesting. There was only one thing I disliked about, which is that in the end... Cap takes the hammer and he times travels back to the different parts so to put the stones the back stones. to the different you know, alternate realities. And then you see he didn't come back, but then you see that there's He took old, the long way back. Yeah, you see old man Cap sitting down with the shield and he gives it and he says that I decided to go and sell down with a nice girl. and, and He then, got his dance. Yeah, and then you're seeing that he's yeah. dancing with, Be with, with, with Betty with Peggy. and Peggy. And it's all really nice. The one thing is, is that that sort of implies that he was able to go back and change the past, which I, the way I put it in my head, Ken, is that no, he just went to another reality and then just did with Peggy, and then at some point, then after Peggy died, he jumped forward. But I wish that that had been a little more explicit, just because, again, I felt that the way they did try and travel was a lot, was very elegant. Yeah. And just interjecting this well, thing that, though, the other version of time travel it, that is less elegant was, it, it wasn't as much. I, it, I didn't appreciate it as much. It does work, though. It does work, though. As long as he goes back and meets Peggy after the events of Agent Carter. Because the only other time we see Peggy Carter is when she's in the hospital, basically on her deathbed, 
and is suffering from severe Alzheimer's. Mm. The, the worst implication is, is that Captain America has been taking a back seat to all of the atrocities and horrors of basically 1950 to 2011. Which is why, again, it would have been a lot cooler if you just like, you know, I would, I had a life and then, and then I decided to, to come back here to finish it. It would have been then, it'd be like, oh, Cap decided to fit, to try to fix everything as Cap with well, with his girlfriend, that's... Agent Carter, in this other world, and then once she's dead, he's like, now I'm going to go say hi to my friends. Well, but, but that's, but that's where ages. the memes are coming from. Is uh, That's where the whole... Oh my god, Cap, did you hear? Howard's son has been kidnapped by terrorists. <laughs> and Cap's just like, can't do anything about it! Don't worry! I was going to say, I'm looking, at one right... <laughs> I'm looking at one right now that is November 22nd, 1963 at the dinner table. Peggy, oh my goodness! JFK has been assassinated. Steve, does anyone want salad? Does anyone want salad? <laughs> because, uh, spoilers, it was probably Bucky who killed JFK. Oh, probably. <laughs> does anyone want salad? It's like, just just the thought of, of Cap living out a full life, knowing ahead of time all of the horrible stuff that's going to happen, and knowing he can't change any of it, yeah. because it will throw... Everything else completely under the bus. So I guess the final thing is where is where uh like like do does people have any other final thoughts before about this? Before you wrap, before you wrap, there's one other horrible, horrible implication of Cap going back and living with Peggy. Which is? Remember when we meet uh was it Peggy's granddaughter? Oh yes. yeah. Yep. And she and Cap were kind of dating. We don't know who Peggy married in that original timeline. So Cap is is unknowingly probably hitting on his... And sort of dating his own granddaughter. (laughs) Like Fry, like Fry. We already had the Game of Thrones podcast, Tristan. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, do any of you guys have any other takes on it? I mean, I think we covered Infinity, uh, 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 Endgame pretty well. Good, solid movie. Worth seeing. Not one of the best, but certainly high high average for if the two of us. If you have been invested in the MCU, you need to watch Endgame, Infinity War and Endgame. Well, I mean, if you've been invested, then you've already watched yeah. it. And you're yes, just, definitely. You're just you're from the box office members, members 100% you have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, and apparently you, everybody has because it's past Avatar and Titanic and is now the highest grossing movie in the world. Do you have any thoughts, Ally? About about um, Endgame. Clo- closing thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm very. I apologize. I am still very sleepy from that trip yes. to the zoo. It was. It's hot okay. Today. I um, think we're all a little tired. Hey, Peter Parker, got something hey, for Peter me? <laughs> I liked. I liked it. There are definitely looking back on it some more like little nitpicky things I guess you could say I didn't like but other than the Hawkeye thing I try not to get too nitpicky about these movies because I'm just kind of glad it's over (laughs) and a lot of characters I know a lot of I know there are some people that don't like that Cap got his happy ending with Peggy I'm really glad he did yeah. Oh, well, I'm uh, for the record. I'm glad he did. I just wish they'd been a little more clear about the time travel. No, there there all. are some people who are very explicitly like, I hated it. It's stupid, and it's like, let Captain America, the most decent Captain person America in the MCU, has the have a happy option ending. to time travel. 
he's gonna time travel back to Peggy. Like, um, I'm yeah. sorry. It's just gonna he's, happen. He's literally um, saved like, are, are the world saying, multiple times. Are you he saying can relax. he hasn't earned his dance? Because he earned his dance. He has earned his dance. Yeah. Uh, his dance after the I like what war. they've got set up for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because it's very clearly going to be as Peter Guardians of the Galaxy. and friends. Huh? As Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, yeah. as Guardians of the Galaxy going to find Gamora. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not they strike up the romance with Quill and Gamora again. Just like, I agree with you, Vera. It would be really strange and wouldn't feel quite right because that Gamora has seen some shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and has not had the same experiences of dealing like all the stuff from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and 1 just like non-existent for her like which is really sucky for Peter and all their friends because they're used to a different Gamora they're used to a different Gamora I really like that Gamora and Nebula are seemingly on much better terms Mm mm-hmm then they actually were, I think, even by the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think they were okay they were. with each other, but it seems like they're actually 100% like cool with each other for the most part. Um, yeah. At the end at the end of 2, they definitely seemed like they had reached an understanding, yeah. which is awesome. You know, maybe maybe not maybe not full sisterhood, but at least a ceasefire. A yeah, definitely. Cessation of hostilities. There was a lot of nebula in this movie, which I really liked cuz Karen she Dillon. was so underutilized in the first Guardians movie. Yep. Mm. No. Um, I, 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 for, I, for one, welcome more Karen Gillan in the world. Legs same. for days. Legs for days. Same. Uh, again, Tony, super fucking depressing, but also bittersweet and honestly probably the right way to end his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? There was, like, people who were like, oh, look! Wanda and Hawkeye are standing next to each other. Are they going to be a thing at Tony's funeral? I'm like, he got his wife back. No. That's dumb. You're dumb. dumb. Well, then you also have all these these people who are talking about, like, but but what about... What about Tony's vision of, like, everyone being dead and Thanos winning? And it's like, do you... Have you forgotten that... That was a vision put in his head by Wanda? Yep. It's not a prophecy, guys. Nope. It was the means to an end in, uh, in Age of Ultron. Let's see. Where else is everybody standing? Oh, I, I did really love the fact that they had the little kid from Iron Man 3 all grown up at Tony's funeral. Yep. That was really uh, sweet. That was nice. A nice nod to what is honestly probably my second favorite Marvel movie. The first being Thor Ragnarok. Which one's Iron Man 3? Who's Iron like Man the... 3 is the one where Tony has to deal with his PTSD after the attack on New York City in the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And I also, love it. Also, Ben Kingsley plays the Mandarin, but the Mandarin is a front. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw that one. I think I saw one and two. Oh my god, Dan, it's the best Iron Man movie. Right, I'll check it, it out. It's the best Iron Man movie. The, the second half of that, actually. I haven't seen it all the way through. Maybe I have seen three. It's the best. It's the first time we get to see Pepper wearing any of the suits. Because mm-hmm. she Maybe saves him from when their like, house is crumbling. And again, it's like, I love all these deep moments in superhero movies where they're like, let's actually deal with the complicated feelings and trauma that we have from all these experiences. Yeah, yeah see, that feels like to me more of like a Winter Soldier type thing. 
It's it's definitely Winter Soldier, but um, for Tony, and it's amazing. Right. Okay. Am I the only one who wants to see uh, Peter Parker and Shuri, like, palling it up and mad sciencing around? No, there are definitely people all over the internet talking about that. Like, you are not no, no. alone. They should be best friends, and they should go nuts and create mad scientific like abomination. I mean, let's be real here. Peter is a smart kid in an American school. Shuri is a genius. I think that she, I think she outpaces I, I him completely. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. uh, I, I don't necessarily think that. Uh, I don't necessarily think that they'd actually be able to collaborate. Oh very no, no, much. not necessarily, not necessarily collaboration. But I can just imagine like Peter getting an idea, and Shuri going. <gasps> I could totally make something around that. And it ends up being like a pair of sneakers that can obliterate like half a continent. I think it'd be more like, that's okay. That's okay. Mine's better. Right. Yeah. I could basically see him like, I've improved your him, him, like being starstruck and fangirling and her being like at the very best bemused. Maybe in a way. <laughs> but no, I expect if there's a Young Avengers that she and Tom Holland are going to be in it like, like, whoa. That would and be also, nice. And also oh, Ant-Man's yeah. daughter. Um, well, they, they teased Adam Warlock. He still hasn't shown up. So, but, I mean, he wouldn't exactly be a young Avenger, except that he'd only be, a, like, maybe ten years old, technically. Baby Avenger. Right? Baby Avengers! They're so cute. They're like Muppet Babies, but even better. Uh, Tony's daughter will have to sh- show up. I want yeah. more Pepper and Iron Man suits. Yep. Give me my rescue movie. I mean, please. We'll have to see how much money they're willing to give Gwyneth Paltrow if they can keep her away yeah, from her jade that's, eggs that's in her empire. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about that. Should still exist. <laughs> She's still celebrities a are into yeah. some wacky, wacky shit. Wait, what did you say? I said celebrities are into some wacky, wacky yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I, I will be also honest. Money. I that's also part of the other reason I dislike Hawkeye is his actor has gone and said some really, really crappy things. Really? Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking Jer- of Martin Freeman. I confuse the yeah, two of them yeah, all the no, time. Yeah, no, no. Martin Freeman is different from Jeremy Renner. Yeah, they look the same. I'm sorry. Martin oh, Freeman. Oh, I see <laughs> how it is. <laughs> Wow, wow, Allie just dropping the casual celebrity racism. I see that. I mean, <laughs> cry about it, communion wafer. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> any other closing thoughts for I love anybody? you, Tristan. <laughs> wow, not even an acknowledgement. <laughs> wow. Any, uh, any other thoughts? Closing thoughts from anyone? Is is good Avengers movie? Yeah. It better than Infinity War. It much better than Age of Ultron. Yeah. It, let's be real here. Age of Ultron was a bad movie. If this is, I think that this and Infinity War complement each other. They are two halves of the same narrative. Um, Infinity War sets it up. This gets the payoff. So generally, yeah. the payoff in a good movie. Or a good series is better than the setup. Yeah, because right. we couldn't have had a five and a half hour long. That would have been too have much. Five... I would have died. Yeah, we could not have had a five and a half hour long Infinity War. This is very true. All right, any other thoughts, y'all, before we take off? What? I like this one. 
<laughs> Another. Allie, uh, I asked Tristan and Bear earlier, and they didn't have anything to promote. Do you have anything you would like to promote? I did. I said, look at my new nuclear. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Daily Hamster. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm oh. terrible. I am so yeah. fucking horrible. It's okay. I apologize. Thanks. Love I you too. How it is. Uh, but yes, Allie, promote stuff. You do many things. Oh, I don't do that many things. I'm just going to promote my usual uh, deathblossoms.gg. It's an all women's and uh, lady-leaning people's Overwatch uh, clan. My Twitter, hey, Linda, Linda, H-E-Y-L-Y-N-N-D-A, L-Y-N-N-D-A, where I just mostly shitpost and reblog shitposts, and it's great. It is great. I do love that Twitter. I'll promote something that's not mine. Okay. AKA, it's a thing I like, which is if you haven't sat down and entirely binge watched Tuca and Birdie on Netflix, go do that right now. What the heck because, is that? Um, Tuca, have you watched Bojack at all, Vera? I have, but it's a little too existentially depressing for me to like <laughs> fully dive into it. You should finish Bo- binging Bojack because Bojack's amazing. But uh, I just Tuka don't and- like existential depression very much, oh, Ellie. Oh, you think you think it's depressing at the start of the series? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I only saw season one, and that was pretty. But that but was uh, for Tuka me to and Birdie yeah. is by the uh, artist, one of the artists from BoJack, Lisa Hannawalt, and uh, comedian Ali Wong, and it's about uh, these two bird ladies named Tuka and Birdie, and they're best friends, and they're just ladies trying to navigate their early thirties, and it's amazing and hilarious and heartwarming, and also really dark and depressing at some points, but. It, it's amazing. Like, there's this whole running plotline about, like, discussing, like, toxic masculinity and stuff like that. And especially, I feel like if you are a lady or lady-leaning person, this is a really important show to watch. It's very clearly a show about women, made by women, for women. Although people of all genders can enjoy it because it's Lisa Hanawalt. It's fucking hysterical. Um, it's got some really weird visual sight gags that I absolutely love. Amazing soundtrack, just all around fantastic. Tuka and Birdie, everyone, please go watch it. It's so good. Also, the second season of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, if you I haven't watched it. I've been watching that shit. That's awesome. I love it's the so She-Ra good. program. It's, it's so great. good. It's I'm very great. mad that season two only had seven episodes. <laughs> but it's no. okay. We're getting another season in August. But it's uh, also extremely good. I love Bo and his two dads. Apparently, we are also getting a second season of Agretzico. Yay! I have no idea what that is. Okay, It's Sanrio's little red panda mascot character, and she's an office worker in Japan. Oh, who sings Death Death Metal Metal Game? Yes. Yes. Also, another very good series talking about toxic masculinity in the workplace. And And just toxic workplaces in general. Yes. Which Indeed. are all of them. Yeah, basically. Indeed. All right, guys. Anything else? I think we're good. All right. Well, good. this was beautiful. Stay hydrated. Yes, you stay hydrated especially, Ellie. If anything were to happen to you, I would rend my shirt. Yes. Awesome. Right. Somebody snaps on this podcast. All right. Three, two, one.
lane Gotta get my hair pressed again I would do it for you all, my friend Ready, baby? Will you be my man? Wanna put you on a plane Fly you out to wherever I am Kept you on the low, I was ashamed Now I'm crazy about to attach your name I thought that